You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. And yes, I am your host, Rick Franzi. And boy, do we have a good show planned for you. Why do you ask? Because Erin Julia is our guest. She's a co-founder of Montage Legal Group. Erin, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks, Rick. It's so nice to be here and to be back. Yeah, Haley was mentioning in the pre-show that it's been a decade since you've been on the show. And so I'm sure a lot has happened since those that first interview. But let's go back in time even a little bit further to the origin story and maybe the inspiration or motivation that you had to start the firm. Absolutely. So I was an associate at a mid-sized regional firm in California called Snell and Wilmer, an excellent law firm. And my business partner, my now business partner, Lori Rowan, was also an associate at that firm with me. Uh, one day we decided we happened to show up at work at the same time and we were walking in together. We were acquaintances. I wouldn't really say we were close friends at that time. But uh, for some reason, as we were going up in the elevator, I decided to ask Lori, I said, hey, Lori, um, I have a secret. Would you come to my office and we can talk about it? And she was like, ooh, I like secrets. Okay, I'd love to come hear this story. So she comes into my office and sits down and we close the door. And I look at her and I say, I'm seven weeks pregnant. And her jaw falls on the floor. She says to me, oh my God, I'm five weeks pregnant. And we both look at each other and we say, I haven't told anyone this. I have no idea why I'm telling you this. And she said the exact same thing back to me. So as we're chatting, she says, so this was my second baby. She says, so what are your, what are your plans after you have this next baby? Um, and I said, oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll try to go part time, see how it goes. Um, and she says, well, I'm quitting. And I <laughs> said, what? what? And to me, this was the most foreign idea in the world. And she says, well, I've always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I think that I'm going to eventually quit and start doing contract work for other law firms. Hey, maybe you can quit and we can do it together. And it took me a pretty long time to warm up to this idea, um, but eventually I did. So throughout our pregnancies, it turns out that our children are were born 16 days apart. So boy, grown up together. They're super close. You know, they're still friends today. Um, but through this process, you know, I'm thinking about this. And meanwhile, I had, you know, I have a toddler at home and a very, very busy spouse. So during that period of time, there was a lot of profanity happening at home. Like you have to get out of this. This is too much. I'm billing 200 hours a month straight off maternity leave. I didn't sleep more than four hours a night for three years because that's just how litigation works. A lot in these firms, like nothing to do with the firm, just me and the caseload. Um, so during that time, I got comfortable with the idea, and eventually, about a year later, after I had my baby, left the firm and started working with Lori doing contract work, and Montage Legal Group was born. There is no cookie cutter for how co-founders and founders get the inspiration and get the, the but that is a fantastic story. And the, the, the uh, commonalities, the unknown intersections of your lives, it really meant, it was meant to be, wasn't it? You must oh, feel abs- 
Absolutely. It was definitely one of those kismet moments. Uh, the two of us just ended up being really on the same page um, in terms of what we wanted to do. And uh, I, for me, I was terrified to quit. So Lori really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And to me, that was um, the most terrifying idea ever. <laughs> so as I'm sure you know, being an at-home parent is the most difficult job anyone can have. Um, I did not feel comfortable with that idea. Uh, and I don't know that I would have left if I didn't have something else lined up to do. But I really needed and wanted the ultimate type of flexibility in my work life in order to make it fit into my own particular family. And of course, everyone has a different situation, but that was just what I personally needed. And this was really a solution for me in order to make work fit into my life in a way that made sense. It was a solution for Lori and turns out it's an excellent solution for a lot of people. <laughs> yes, it yes, it does. And and how many years ago was that? That was 2009. 2009. Okay. Right. All right. And one last question if I understood it correctly, before you had that conversation, it wasn't like you two were really close. For some reason in the moment you took the chance and told her the truth. That's right. And to this day, I have absolutely no idea what possessed me to do that. Yeah, that is, that's inspired. Well, so. the universe has always worked very interestingly on me. Okay. So usually what I tell people is if you want something to happen in your life, then you should tell me about it and just hang out with me more because <laughs> somehow it just shows up. I don't know. It's really that's weird. That's but I'll enough. take it. Yeah, no, good. Hey. It's better to be positive that way with the universe. So that is fantastic. So um, over the years, uh, you know, what what have you discovered about the business model? Maybe bring us up to date and, and, and give us a sense for what the Montage Legal Group is today, but not just what it is today, but kind of how you got to where you are today. Sure. So Montage Legal Group is a freelance attorney company. So we are essentially a group of very well-trained lawyers who opted out of the traditional law firm model for one reason or another. A lot of it is a lot of folks is because of parenthood, but it's usually because of some other life or professional reason. So maybe we have uh, we have some you know GCs of startups that need extra work for a period of time, or law professors who want to keep a hand in practical legal practice, or you know the parents or folks that have aging parents and they need to be there for that purpose, or maybe someone has relocated abroad and they're like, "Hi, I'm living in Guam, and you can't just go get a job. You need to do something. And if you have a law license, then." and technology exists, you can use it to continue working. Um, so we essentially work for other lawyers, only lawyers, that's law firms and in-house legal departments when they need extra help with whatever, anything, anything they might have um, an attorney do, we have someone who can do it more than likely. Uh, we have about 450 lawyers or so that are in our platform active. Um, that rotates, you know, sometimes folks come in and out, um, and that's after receiving well over 15,000 resumes. So we really do a great job with picking excellent 
attorneys, people who have really, you know, outstanding credentials, practical experience, et cetera, minimum five years. So when a, a law firm comes to us needing help with something, then we can be really confident that we have someone in the group who will be actually trained and helpful in that thing. A lot of times it's, you know, like I said, firms get too busy. Sometimes they need special expertise. Sometimes they just have something that they hate doing and they don't want to do it anymore. Uh, so they have one of our freelance lawyers do it. Um, and a lot of the, for the, a lot of these firms, it's because they don't necessarily have enough work to hire someone full time. Mm -hmm. They just want someone that's going to be available to come and help them on a very, very flexible basis. And that could be, you know, one project and that's it forever. Or it can be ongoing um, 387 things over the course of four years. Who knows? It could be any anything in between. So when you when you started the two of you was it the idea that eventually fourteen years or so down the road you would have this stable of uh, of attorneys that you could bring into the practice or did you have a different vision for the business when you first started it? No, we had exactly this vision. Okay, um, and we grew the business very slowly in a way that made sense for us. So our growth was very measured. Uh, it started out with we added one attorney and then it was five and then 25. And we very slowly grown the company so that we could have, um, you know, control over our lives still so that we could not go back to the same amount of work we were doing when we were full-time lawyers. Um, and we did that by building the, building the business as much as we could, the, just the two of us. And now we have an internal team. Um, I think we have nine employees and, you know, they all do the work that Lori and I used to do completely on our own. Yeah. So what do you do now? Well, Lori and I, we run the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we run the show, uh, but still the two of us do a lot of, we still do day-to-day -day work. Um, I still talk to all of our new clients that come in. Um, Lawyers, I don't know if you know this, tend to have a lot of questions and want to do things right. So they enjoy speaking with me because I have heard all of the questions. I know all of the answers. Um, Lori and I are regarded as nationwide experts on you know, freelance lawyers and contract mm -hmm. work. So we, uh, we, can, we have access to all of that information. Um, and you know, we handle any issue that pops up. I do things like this. We write articles. Um, Lori tends to handle the finance side of the business and I handle more of the business development side. Um, but we, we do a lot of this work and of course manage our team. So when you two started with this business model idea, were there other fractional legal firms out there that you could kind of model after, or were you an early trailblazer or early adopter or implementer of this type of business? No, not really. There, there really were not. I mean, there were maybe a couple of like little tiny things that no longer exist, um, but or, or something that might be a little bit similar. But our model has has been unique and continues to be. So we we do things very differently. We're not an app. We're not um, a big giant company. You know, we tend to be very white glove. Uh, we don't let we don't let in 
any attorney that wants to join. We don't have a network of 20,000 lawyers, although we could if we wanted to, but that to me is unhelpful to law firms who really, you know, legal work is critically important. This is not something that you can just give to whoever. Um, so we try really hard to vet our people and make sure that it's going to be a very positive experience for the law firms that come to us. Um, we, we pay special close attention to make sure that those law firms are getting excellent service uh, from the freelance lawyers and from our internal team. So we really, um, we really take good care of them. I love having entrepreneurs on the show because I'm always learning about the needs of a marketplace through the eyes of problem solvers like you and your partner, Lori. So that that's fantastic. I'm wondering if you look across the legal industry or maybe specifically in your niche of the legal industry, are there certain best practices that obviously you two are using to grow your firm, but you see other successful law firms doing as well? And, and if there are any common traits, if you will, could you share those with our audience? Oh, gosh. Okay. So our best and favorite law firm clients, um, they are very organized. So folks who are very organized on top of it, um, you know, those are the best because they tend to be uh, proactive and look down the pipeline and they're able to get things covered quickly. Uh, when you're working with humans, you know, people like to feel like their time is valuable. They like to feel like the person that they're working with has respect for their time and their schedule and other things. And when law firms are very proactive in that way, then it allows everyone to, you know, kind of relax into doing the work <laughs> and it's not a fire drill. So nobody likes a fire drill. Uh, if, if the firm generally is pretty organized and fire drills happen every once in a while, then freelance attorneys tend to be pretty forgiving of that and will be happy to help. But if it's an ongoing issue, then they tend to um, like it less and have a little bit less patience for that type of situation. Um, very clear communication is also imperative, especially when you're working with remote people, people who you don't see every day. It is very, very critically important to communicate often, early, ongoing, be very clear about it. How long do you want someone to take on this? When do you need it completed? You know, checking in on both sides with each other, making sure that things are going in the right direction. Uh, that is very, very important. And then finally, the best thing to do is be nice. <laughs> When people are nice, then people want to work with you. If you're not nice, then nobody wants to work with you. I mean, this is not an outrageous concept, um, but you would be surprised. So we, we love working with nice people. Our law firms are amazing. They're, they tend to be super happy and grateful with the work that we do. And uh, it works out really well. So everyone's very happy. Uh, to work for those firms, and it, it's a great situation. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. I guess I, I neglected to understand from your earlier conversation, what areas of the law do you help the other law firms with? Oh, almost anything. Okay. Between those 450 and change lawyers, uh, they pretty much have it all covered. 
Now that doesn't mean that they're all going to be available to help. So, you know, just as a random example, we have a couple of folks in the group who are experts in sweepstakes law, which is something that never occurred to me to exist, but it does. No, so, you know, there's laws that cover sweepstakes and different contests and things. Um, so we have people who do that, but if someone comes to me and says, hey, I need someone to help me with this sweepstakes thing and I need it by today at 3 p.m. Hmm. Okay, well, we have someone that does that, but they're probably not free right this second to help you with this emergency sweepstakes, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, we might not be able to help with that. But like I said, for firms that are proactive and they know something's coming up at some point, then more than likely we could get them covered. Well, I'm glad to find out that you have experts in that field because uh, eventually I am going to win one of the many sweet states that are out there. So it's good to know that I have legal counsel at my fingertips there. Well, see, we can't help you because you're a person. We don't work I for I am people. a person. We only work for lawyers. So you're, okay. you're only, so yeah. Only so I'll lawyers. find a law firm who can help me, but can help can work with you to help me. There you go. That's, That's right. That's now you got it. That's a such an interesting area of the law. I didn't even know there, but makes sense now that you say it. So what's the future hold for your firm? Where, where do you and Lori see the firm going? Well, we hope to tap into more, uh, more markets. So now that our kids are older, we're able to devote more time to traveling and going to other places and uh, doing speaking events and other things and other locations. And so we're hoping to just build up our client base in other locations. We're already nationwide and have been for many years, but uh, it would be great to uh, tap into some of those markets and really have them understand our availability at, a, at some point. So have you found being out and speaking at certain conferences or et cetera to be good for business development then? It is. That is good for business. Writing articles is good for business. Getting any type of press coverage is good for business. Doing podcasts is good for business. Um, any way that people can find us, that's always good for business. Because you have both uh, uh, business development for clients, but then, as you said just a few minutes ago, you also have the need to find the stable of talented lawyers who fit your business model so that you can have the expertise in-house as well. Right. They tend to find us fairly okay. easily. So it's more the law firm side. Um, but yes, we definitely, uh, anytime we speak to anyone or anytime any lawyer meets me and hears about Montage Legal Group, it's almost always either I need your help or I know someone that needs your help. Okay. Mm -hmm. And was that the... Was that the case in the early days, getting lawyers to work with you? Was, did you find that that was pretty straightforward and simple? Or was there a little bit of work that had to be done to explain the model? Um, no, it was pretty straightforward and simple. Uh, fortunately for us, the freelance attorneys that work with us, uh, like I said, their credentials are exceptional. So any law, any law firm is just extremely happy to have their help. I mean, thrilled beyond belief. <laughs> so uh, no, that's been very easy to explain and most people understand. Mm -hmm. So if someone is listening today or in the future as a podcast or on YouTube and they said, wow, I'd like to learn more about Montage Legal Group, how do they find you? Maybe on LinkedIn, but then again, how do they find your firm? Where should they go? 
uh, montagelegal.com is our website. And anytime anyone searches for Aaron Gillia, which is G-I-G-L-I-A, there's only two of us. So <laughs> I'm pretty easy to find wow. online. That's fantastic. Well, it's nice to have you back on. I don't know if we'll wait uh, as long as we did this time to have you on again because things continue to grow and get better and bigger for you. I'd love to have you back on the show at some point in the future. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with our audience today, Aaron. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rick, for having me. So good to see you. So audience, you've been a part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Aaron's episode joins our catalog of over 1,400 interviews that we've done with Orange County entrepreneurs. If you are an Orange County entrepreneur and you have a story to tell, you should reach out to me on uh, LinkedIn. I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Coincidentally, that's our company's website as well, rickfranzi.com. And until we have a chance to be together in the future, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Thank you.